This is Lead to Serve with Ed Taylor, a leadership podcast. Hey, welcome again to the Lead to Serve podcast with Pastor Ed Taylor. I am Pastor Ed Taylor, and I'm your host for the Lead to Serve podcast. I'm a pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, a Calvary chapel. Uh, We came out in 1999, just Marie and I and our three kiddos. Our youngest was in diapers when we moved out here, and we really believed that God wanted to use us uh, to after a, after a real difficult season, going to uh, we were going to go to another city, and God slammed that door and s- s- very in a very dramatic way humbled me and broke me as a man. I was going to head out to do great things for God, and God said, "I don't need you to do great things for me, but I want to use you to do great things." And by the time we moved here to Aurora. We came more with a mindset of we want to be a part of what God is doing. We want to be a part of the great thing God wants to do rather than I'm going to do great things. And it's a subtle distinction, but it's a real one. And I came a very different man. And then through the process of the church here, uh, God has really discipled me and mentored me and trained me and surrounded me with wonderful men. Uh, like Pastor Bob Claycamp, Pastor Bob is part of season four, where we're sitting across the table talking about different topics. Welcome again, Pastor Bob. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. It's good to hear your perspective and to hear what the Holy Spirit brings about on the topics. And I want you to let you know the response to our podcast has been very overwhelming, and we're very grateful to connect with you. Uh, it is raw. It's unscripted. If you if you're listening to the podcast and go, you know, those guys don't really script very much. Or you're right, we don't. We I I know that. I even tried to script this one um, to some degree. I mean, we did pick some topics, but even as we're going through it, we're changing it up a little bit. But I don't want it to be scripted. I want you to be like you're in a staff meeting. This is how we handle staff meetings here. This is how we handle team meetings. If Bob and I were in our office and we had a topic to talk about, this is how we would do it. I mean, without the introductions, you know, it's like, okay, Bob and I are talking to my, we don't have all the introductions, of course, but we're just talking things out, thinking things through, open to the Holy Spirit. And and hopefully it becomes a model for you uh, in the team that you serve with, where you can just talk things out. And and again, the only right answers are biblical. Uh, So you may have a different opinion on things. Uh, You may see things from a different perspective, but that's where iron sharpens iron. And, and if we have two differing opinions, let's make sure that we don't divide over if it's not essential, not essential doctrine, but also maybe we can learn from each other. Maybe there's a portion of your view that's very valid, but there's also a portion of my view that's very valid. And then I would even say in humility, if we're both, if one of us is really wrong, then we should admit it. We should repent and admit it and say, okay, you're right. Your point of view is actually better than mine or it's more accurate than mine. And that's why I like podcasts uh, because it takes a biblical podcast more than anything, like pastors and teachers, not just Bible study as powerful as that is, but what it might've been like Jesus talking with the boys around the fire, <laughs> instructing them and yeah. listening to them argue about it. And James and Don, Matt over there and you know, the doubt Thomas wondering, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. You know, just this, just talking about it and growing together, because there is a joy of ministry and servanthood. And that is the theme of my podcast. Uh, I want to talk about servanthood and leadership. So I call it lead to serve, serve, because if you learn how to be a good servant, 
you're going to lead well. Uh, but if you don't know how to serve and you haven't uh, learned how to be faithful with the little things, and if you haven't learned how to, on some of these things that, some of these topics, you know, learn from, especially after seems like the theme, this is a post-pandemic uh, season. Uh, the pandemic I'm referring to, if you're listening to this in the far future, was 2020, 21, and into 22. Um, the podcast is hitting right after that, that we're processing uh, the newness of the church. And I'm, I'm super excited, personally. I'm super excited about the future because that's not too many times in, a, in your life that God will give you a second chance not, and not after uh, some disastrous sin or something where we always talk about second chances like, well, he failed, but God will give him another chance. Yes, that's true. But what about when there was no failure involved at all and God's just rearranging things through the culture? And you're like, oh, now you get to step up to a whole new, um, because I've been doing this 22 years. You've been doing this 40 years, something like that. Almost since I got saved. So many, many years. Yeah. And uh, the the reality of what's up ahead, it's, it's, it's a new generation and new people, new opportunities. And we're not going to be able to reach a new generation using all of the old methodologies. Uh, and I know people who just rub up against that too. They say, I don't believe that. Well, then go ahead and start giving out cassette tapes again. Um, that's a methodology you changed. Um, you know, go ahead, go find somebody that sells them. I don't even think they make the magnetic tape anymore. I remember reading uh, a company bought up all the remaining magnetic tape of this one. There was only one company left producing that tape and they bought it up so that somehow in the future they think it's going to be worth stuff. Um, you know, if they bring back music or something, uh, and want that tinny, you know, want all like that. the vinyl. Yeah. yeah bring yeah, it back. Exactly. Vinyl. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, the, the, you, you're, God's growing us and that's been the theme. Uh, God's growing us. He's bringing us through change, really good communication. But then by now in episode four, uh, we're thinking maybe you're sitting there. If you're still with us, I hope come back, come back. But if you're still with us, you might be feeling like, man, I can't do this. And one of the prevailing things of Barna uh, in this post-pandemic era in the church, pastors, yes, but in particular, is people are quitting. Mm -hmm. they, they, they're just coming to the place, I can't do this. I can't do this. So it goes both ways. You could be at the beginning wanting to step up and go, no, I'm ready to embrace. I'm ready for this. Uh, but I don't feel like I can do this. Or you've been doing it for a while, and you're like, I don't think I can do this any longer. And it reminds me of a word that... Maybe we don't use as often, but it reminds me of the word inadequate, where mm -hmm. I feel inadequate to the challenge. I, I feel I want to serve, but I just don't think I am able. I don't think I can. I don't think God wants to use me. I don't think I can. You're talking about all this communication, and I have a hard time even communicating with my wife. Mm -hmm. And I have a hard time communicating with the guy at the supermarket. I, I don't. I don't think I can do this. What are your initial thoughts on that, Bob? Well, my initial thought is, I agree. You can't do it. God brings us to places of inadequacy so that we'll really look to him for the dependency. I think feelings of inadequacy are somewhat normal because God always puts us in things eventually, that are way over our head, way over our capacity, way over our learning base, 
or as some say, way over our wheelhouse. But that's part of the process. I mean, when the disciples were called, they were completely taken out of their adequacy. And they were following Jesus, and they had no idea what was going to happen from day to day. And I think that when you come into a time of you're really feeling inadequate in what you're doing, then it's time to take a step back and talk to a brother or sister and say, could you let me know what you see seems to be fruitful in my life? Um, I think um, having that counsel, a brother or a sister speaking truth, uh, speaking godly affirmation into your life, not to flatter you. Flattery and godly affirmation are two opposite ends of a spectrum. But godly affirmation is biblical. We see Paul doing it with Timothy. We see him doing it with Philemon. Um, and sometimes we think, well, they'll lose their reward. Well, you're missing the foundational principle underneath it, that godly affirmation is used by God. as It's a word of encouragement. Exhortation is part of that. And I think when you, when you come into that feeling of inadequacy, then you have to stop and go to Jesus directly in your relationship with him. And you have to be honest and say, what are you expecting of me? And I think foundationally, what you will hear him say is, I'm not expecting anything other than obedience and walking with me. Because we get so performance-oriented and our performance starts failing or we look at the effects of what we're doing and it's not producing what we had hoped and we begin to look at other uh, leaders or other people doing the same thing we were doing and look how successful they are and look, you know, you're a has-been, you never were. <laughs> and and it just, it's a, it's a corkscrew down into the ground and Satan is using it. Satan's the one that's pulling the trigger on it. I'm reminded of the phrase, sometimes these cliches, they get dismissed as cliches, but what I've learned is cliches actually are a great way to remember profound truths. And one of the cliches that I remember that has been taught to us, and, and I embrace, is that God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Mm -hmm. And that that means, like you said, what you and I, when you and I step into anything, uh, we are inadequate for the task because we don't even know what the task is yet until we step into it. And it requires us to be abiding in Christ, trusting in him. I mean, one of the, one, the very first Bible verse, it was actually two verses that I memorized. Little would I know it would be my biggest problem the rest of my Christian life. Uh, I was a brother, somebody suggested, maybe Pastor Jeff, I don't remember who suggested that I memorize this. They told me memorization is important. You should memorize this. And, and so I did. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Almost every believer in our church, that they know it or memorized it. Uh, it's a common one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he'll direct your paths. That's not a new believer verse. It's not someone that's one year old in the Lord. It's a life verse. Mm -hmm. So that when we're walking into something... I would if if you feel adequate for the task, that may be a danger. That may be a red flag. That that may be something where oh I have uh, look at my schedule today or even today we schedule a podcast recording. Oh I've done that before. Uh, I could do it again. 
yeah, well, th- there is something to be said about experience, but whatever we're going to do on this podcast, I don't know what it's going to be yet. And I just need the Lord to show up. We, we want, we're not doing this just to do it. We're not investing all this time just so we can record something. We really want to be used of God. And if we step into this in a utilitarian way and say, well, you know, I've, I've done podcasts before. I've always do it. No, what, no, we don't know what the Lord wants to do. Uh, and I can't trust in my own understanding. Yeah, when, when we were uh, set to move into Exeter, England to take that church, I figured, you know, I pastored for 29 years. I, I know what I'm doing, and, and, you know, I can be a real help. And so I get there, and, and at first, you know, it's all different. It's all new, different culture. They're getting used to you. They like hearing your English, your American accent, and just as much as you like hearing their English accent. And, and it's all, you know, the honeymoon period. And then, and then you start running into cultural differences, and in your mind you're going, Oh, well, just get over it. You know, you can, you can get through this. You know, Good you pastor just language to... there. <laughs> and, so, and, then, and then it wasn't quite working out that way. And, and then it was the, the reality that, um, wait a minute, I know what I'm doing. And then after three years, I think, that was a real crisis point. I came to a crisis point where the feelings of inadequacy and even casting a vision to a people in a different culture were failures. And it brought me, I was so broken by the whole thing that I even wrote a letter of resignation. I mean, I'd never done that. I'd never done that. I've thought about it, you know, but I've never actually done it. And, and then I remember like the Holy Spirit speaking to me on walking down the street into city center it's going, okay, um, so what's that look like when you come back? I mean, people are going to say, how come you came back? And you go, well, you know, I got mad at this person. I couldn't stand it. And I mean, it's like, come on, you know, put on your big boy trousers and, and, and let's do this. You know, if, if I've called you here and I haven't called you to leave, you have no business going. So, um, you know, buckle up, buttercup, and let's get going <laughs> forward, you know. Yeah. And, and, that, and then we kind of pulled out of that. Well, I think there, you also mentioned the, the necessity of submission. When you say, when you use phrases like put your big boy trousers on or buckle up buttercup, th- those are phrases that remind me of submission to the call and remember that God placed you there and it's going to be hard and you're going to have these seasons of feeling inadequate, but God placed you there. He called you there. He led you there. Um, and I know when we step into things, we can be so overwhelmed by it all. It's overwhelming. Uh, it's unpredictable. You had a certain set of expectations when you went to England. Uh, you had a certain set of expectations when I moved here to Colorado, and it didn't take long for God to shatter those expectations mm-hmm. because he wants us to come with a clear vision of him. He wants us to trust him. Uh, church planting, pastoring, leading, serving is all about him. It's him first. We love God, Lord God, with all our heart, soul, and mind. That's first. And then we love our neighbor with ourselves. And as I'm listening to you, I'm just reminded of all the f- times I have failed because I have forgotten to, on purpose or on accident, um, you know, on, like, for, like on purpose or just by way of life, that my relationship was with singularly with God. And I have to have my, my vertical relationship uh, with the Lord intact, continually abiding in Him, 
so that in my horizontal adventures, I can represent him well and represent his love. And even the feeling of inadequacy, as you say, is a true statement. It is a true feeling. Uh, the word inadequacy is to lack ability, mm-hmm. a lack ability. That's really the essence of the definition of that word. And when it comes to serving God and it comes to serving his people, we all lack a fundamental ability that God will give us in the moment. God will give us over time. He will train us. I think of what Jesus did three years. It took three years. And even look at the end product. The end product was still very, the, toward the end of his ministry, it was still very yeah. challenging until when? They received the Holy Spirit. Amen. And even in our discussion, we even thus far in our podcast, if we don't factor in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in all this, and we just think, well, it's just all about me, and I'm inadequate, and I'm not able, and I'm such a failure, and I make so many mistakes, and my head's so jacked up, and I, if it's all about me, then we're going to stay stuck in a place where people will get hurt by our ministry, yeah. because God wants spiritual things to be done by spiritual men and women through the power of the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, there, there is a portion of grace that will be distributed in the time of need. I know we spoke on the other podcast about that, but in Proverbs, it says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. And the word favor is akin to the word grace. And so in in talking with uh, couples before they're married, you go, well, how are we going to navigate this? Well, here's the thing. Once you say, I do before the Lord, and it's legal in the state, there is a portion of grace that goes there to the husband and wife that was not needed before. And even in going around to other churches and and meeting this pastor that he tells me his story, he got thrown into it. He was just the elder in the church, and all of a sudden, the pastor phoned him on furlough and said, I'm not coming back, tag, you're it. And all of a sudden, he's thrown into this. He says, I don't know what to do. I I have no idea. I'm going, look, if you're in this position now, God has given you grace for the position. Or let's say you have a family with three kids, and the husband gets killed in car accident, and all of a sudden, the widow is now having to raise these three kids on her own. And I've, I've had situations similar to this come into my office, and you go, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And, and he goes, Let, let's stop right now and consider these realities. First of all, God knew this was going to take place, and he has grace for you that you didn't need before. And so you have to stop looking at what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have. because, And then you take it day by day, because today is the only day. Let's go back. We have a few minutes left on this episode. Let's go back and capitalize on what you said, that brother that you described elder, I was just thrown into it, and I don't know what to do. On a practical level, Bob, I would tell a man like that, uh, in all the things, there's a, I'm not going to address all the things of taking over a church or leadership or whatever, any of that, because even within churches, leaders, the leader of a ministry will leave, and then, well, you're here, do you want to lead? Oh, sure, I lead, I love this ministry, but then they find out leading is a very different thing than what the position of servanthood they had, and and so what happens, and you, you kind of said it tongue-in-cheek, of whether it was a direct quote or not, but I have heard it before, is this, I don't know what to do. On a practical level, if you're a person right now listening to me that have been thrust into, I wouldn't say thrown into, 
sovereignly put into, uh, placed in, called to be in a position, even if it's temporary, step number one is do not champion the truth that you don't know what to do. Don't make that your identity because I think we could all do that. I don't know what to do. What are you going to do to Ed, today, Ed? You, you're going to get a phone call at 4 o'clock. It's going to be, I don't, I don't know, but I'm not going to walk around all the, I don't know what to do. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and almost like your new identity, but rather, rather do what you know to do. Start with what you have. Don't despise the days of small things. There is an obvious reason why you were, in this case, an elder, so continue to that role in elder as you add more responsibility and be a man of prayer and, and take into yourself the truth that God is with you. He has led you to this place. He will be with you. And going back to Joshua 3, as we spoke on another episode, what did God tell Joshua in chapter 1? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's almost as if God deals with Joshua. I know you have no idea, what you, but you're going to be fine. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Look to me. And that's what the pattern is by the time we get to chapter three. And I'm reminded whether it's an elder taking over a church or someone taking over a ministry or uh, uh, thinking of a blended family now becoming a, a parent or a, again, a new promotion at work. Look, every believer has been called by God to serve him, to have a lifestyle of service. And we, God has already dealt with, God has already dealt with the issue of your foolishness. It's biblical. He wrote it down. This is what he said. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble, for God has chosen the foolish things of the world. It's too bad people get offended by that. But like you said at the beginning, the first thing is to acknowledge is you are inadequate. Yeah. You need the ability and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. As we've been taught, Zechariah chapter 4, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Zerubbabel, you can't do this. You're right. But it's not about you. Right. I'm going to use you. And, and Paul would go on to say in that same scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty, the base things, the things that are, that are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no flesh could glory in his presence. It's really important that you embrace the calling of God over and above your inability and inadequacy. Yes. Because if we're doing ministry right, we're doing life right in, in the Lord, we're always going to be inadequate to the next thing. Mm-hmm. If we're going glory to glory and strength to strength, then the next step of faith, the next opportunity, the next difficulty, we're always going to be. So I guess the summary of our time today would simply be, we're, yes, you're inadequate and you always will be. Yeah. Amen. And the Lord will help you along the way. He will strengthen you. But I would say, even if, even meeting you, like say you're at the table with us, I just say, please don't make it your identity. Nobody wants to know how foolish you are, how inadequate you are. People don't follow that, actually. They, like, ah, you know, I, I, I tell guys that are teaching uh, for the first time, uh, they come into a pulpit. It doesn't matter if it's church pulpit, home Bible study. Um, I, I tell them, this is one of my pet peeves, uh, probably because I did it myself. 
Um, and, and I know it didn't help me communicate the gospel. They'll go in and go, oh, I've never done this before. I just don't know. I hope I do a good job. I'm going to try my best. I put my notes together. I was, who cares? Nobody cares about what you're going through as you enter into the pulpit that's holy and set apart for God. This isn't about you. So go in with all your fears. You're going to have them. I'm not saying don't have them. You're going to go in. You, all of that is true. But when you get into the pulpit, the words to start with is, Let's open our Bibles. Yeah, this this it's time, my, about you. my time in the pulpit is is to bring glory to God. It's not for you to feel bad for me. And then by the and by the way, most people aren't going to feel bad about you. They're going to go, "What in the world are you doing in there? What do you have to? Why are you there? If you don't know what you're talking about, I'm going to check out and play Angry Birds while you're teaching. Like I, <laughs> like like you you you're already new. It's already a new thing. It's already a new episode. It's it's something that you've never done before. That's okay. Nobody needs nobody needs to know. Well, just, it just reminds me of Elihu when he came to Job, and he, he spent like a whole chapter saying, well, you know, I really shouldn't be here, and, you know, I just waited, and I tried to find... I mean, it's like, come on, dude. Just tell me what you want to say. Yeah, then go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this comes to the conclusion of our, our episode today. Appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, having fun, talking ministry and life and leadership and serving it with Pastor Bob Claycamp. Remember, we want your feedback. Email me. The feedback has been really good. Uh, for the podcast. So thank you very much. It's been very positive, constructive, helpful. I think season four really is a result of a lot of the feedback that I've received. So thank you. Email me at ed at edtaylor.org. Uh, ed at edtaylor.org. We are a resourcing church. That means we love to help people and we would love to help you if we can, um, but we won't know you need help unless you let us know. Again, Bob has, Pastor Bob has a, a role even greater than that. Even though he is a part of our team, pastoral team here, he's uh, a part of the Poimen Ministries, P-O-I-M-E-N, Poimen Ministries. And that takes him all around the world, helping churches, filling the pulpit, doing assessments, uh, taking pastors and their wives to lunch, getting to know them, being a, an ear uh, that they can bounce their life off of. And, and you can contact Bob through um, the ministry here, calvaryco.church, that's our website, or he has his own website, bobclaycamp.com. Um, but you have been listening to Lead to Serve. Uh, my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church, and we're grateful that you have stuck around with us uh, and have told people about it and leaving reviews, um, positive reviews, so the algorithms will put the podcast in places where people can find it, share it on your social media, maybe put it in an email. Um, some, some folks are using this as a discipleship tool in their small group. And, and if you ever want me to dial in, I can call in, we could call right in on zoom now. And now we learn how to use a whole new technology it used to be Skype in the day. Uh, but now through zoom, we, I've been doing a lot of things, um, that dialing into small groups as they use one of the books here for discipleship or whatever, if we can serve, we want to. And if not me, one of the men on our team here, uh, would love to serve and encourage you. You're not alone. In whatever endeavor you have, wherever you're serving the Lord, you're not alone, and uh, we're grateful to be a part of it. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, the Lord bless you, encourage you, and strengthen you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor, a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. 
And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.